Some films are mediocre Some films aren't good or bad Some films won't win an Oscar Globe, BAFTA, or a SAG You like those flicks? Come get your fix In a podcast called Mixed Bag Kia ora. And welcome to Mixed Bag Where we review the mixed, muddled, meh And money films of film history <laughs> Money! Money! I'm James I'm Cassandra And I'm Matt Race Hey! Uh, cool, good one. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Thank you. Yeah. How's everyone doing? Good, good. We're doing yes. well. Mm. It's good. sunny days mostly. Yeah, James and I are coming at you from the other side of a long pack-in process for yeah. our show, which we will talk to you more about at the end of the You're podcast. Smack dab in the middle of the show. Um, long yeah. in terms of emotion, short in terms of actual packing in, but we yes, got it all done. A short process of time a long amount of stress and strain and getting it all of it in there in a three-day period Uh, (laughs) but it's all done now yeah which is great so Um, yeah and i guess we'll do the promo shout out now you can check out homemade takeaways now at bats theater um by the time that this is airing we'll still have one one week week left you can have it we close on december the third so uh yeah, buy a ticket. and that second really week good. is starting to fill up. So if you particularly, if you're a particular fan of James, uh, I think this is a great, a great time for to come and watch. If you, if you watch us, I mean, well, of the three of us, he's the one who's in the show. Sure, yeah. uh, but, I think, <laughs> but you directed it, and I think a lot of the time, um, you know, uh, you do uh, very good invisible directing, and um, and it's all of like a, a a piece. Like you have held us all together across this month, so. Um, yeah, really appreciate you and check Aww. it out. And if you're not a fan of James, if you're well, not a fan of James, yeah, please yeah. don't come to the show. You can be, <laughs> it's it. going to be really. It's a lot sad. of me. It's also quite a lot for you to be listening to this podcast because yeah, James. it's a good third James. Yeah, Thank yeah. you for hate listening. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for three years. Yeah, yeah, we were just reminiscing on how oh, like it's how long. Been, yeah, you know? we so yeah, if we started end of the yearish 2019, and like, that's from what we remember, we could yeah. be wrong. Yeah. We're just yeah, we're definitely going on. You said three. August, do you think? About August, September, I reckon. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. We've had some highs. We are coming into our hundredth episode soon. So I know. We'll see. We'll see how we go. Longevity. I know. Yes. And there's still so many mixed films out there to so, cover. Fun times, yeah. honestly. And you know what never stops? Pop culture. Hey. It just keeps on ticking on. So let's go to our corner and popcorn. Pop, 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 popcorn. You know what's funny? We actually just ate popcorn just before this. I know. Matt, Matt yeah. made the comment that he's he just not a huge fan of popcorn. I think I'm an agnostic for popcorn, you know? Right. Yeah, I like popcorn. Yeah. I think the fa- the things that you don't like about it are the things that I do like about it. The yeah. fact that it's just kind of mindless, like a little bit of mm, flavor, yeah. night, just tr- crunchy. I like I like the ones that you can get from the microwave. The ones that they have in the cinemas are usually too salty for me and right. the lips pickle. Yeah. Um, I think that's, that's why yeah. I like eating. So I like the flavor of eating. So it's, when I fill myself up with like things that are just like mindless i'm like i'm missing out on dinner you know? true, but it's good when you're like in a movie the, the yeah, movie yeah, is yeah. perfect environment for popcorn because you can't be like oh, i'm having true. a gourmet meal like one yeah, of those things if those you're cinnamon well, steak, I don't if know. you're like alamo draft house style like i'm gonna have a big gigantic gourmet meal mm. while i'm eating like, watching the film it's like Imagine. i've got too many things not too all of us sensory intake but yeah, not all of us can have dumplings in the movie theater unfortunately yes, no yes no. well I, I mean a lot of the time <laughs> Like, there's a film, 
uh, there's a um, series that the Roxy does called Eat the Film, where they like suit the food to the movie. I see. Dumplings in the quiet, a quiet place didn't quite go it's together. Honestly, yeah, I mean, iconic um, story. The thing is, though, I feel like that would be good if you were in a well, like not well lit, but like a, a lit dining room, mm. and it's like the main thing is the food, and the yeah. movie is playing like sure. in the background. Uh, as in opposed the darkness, to like, I'd be worried that I'm staining yeah, my exactly. shirt. Or if something. I'm like in a like it's a restaurant environment and then there's a beautiful big screen in the corner yeah. and it's watching playing the thing and I'm eating the food and it's being served at the same time as the characters, I'm like that's a great mm. balance of the two. You know what? But I mean, the, the movie theater doesn't allow for that. No. No. Can I quickly poll like wh- what is the ranking for people like we're talking like Jaffa like a movie well, Choc Top Jaffa's Choc Top Choc Top okay. is at the very top for me and I actually kind of like popcorn when you have both the popcorn and the Choc Top and you kind of like bite stick it in. yeah and stick it in oh that's that interesting that makes it salty sweet yeah it's right. pretty nice yeah. Yeah. Mm, I should give that a go I also don't mind like a good like just like a coke as well just like a coke could yeah you know just to counteract the popcorn I do I do Mondays at the Lighthouse Cuba and I love a good a good coffee in the chalk top it's like, like oh. yeah. That's if nice. I've got a live a name film, I'm like that's that's nice. really good. This has been literal popcorn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, um, we've got to yeah. do it. Um, but yeah, let's talk about some of those those movies and popcorn that uh, pop culture that we've been taking in. Mm-hmm. Who wants to go first? Uh, Matt volunteered first. with his yeah. phone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> me please. Um, I can go first. I did. I did catch a few films. It has been like two and a half weeks since we recorded. Mm. Um, I saw The Woman King in cinemas. Um, and I thought it was a good, solid movie. Like, I think it's, you know, if you're just a g- generic movie watcher, then, like, this is a pretty safe bet for everyone, really. It's, like, a, an action-packed film. Um, is Viola it's a Viola lock Davis. for an actor, do you reckon? No, she's good. Like um, a, like an Oscar contender, do you think? I Yeah, I think she could get in. Mm. Um, yeah, it depends on how the race shakes out. She's very good. Um, I really like Tussauds and Bedou. Who is oh, the yeah. actual lead of the film? Both of them are co-leads, and Lashana Lynch in the supporting role. Um, I think it's just well constructed. Yeah, if you like the throwbacks like Gladiator, Braveheart, all those things, you know, it's not the strongest script, and there are some like twists and turns that are like you know could be excised from the script. But overall, it's like a pretty good rollicking time. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sad I missed that in the cinemas because it kind of came and went. I th- maybe it's still on its last days, but... Um, yeah, possibly. I mean, yeah. there's a lot. I mean, Mr. Organ is hogging the cinemas. Yeah. And I still haven't seen it, but I will see it at some point. Oh, it's good to well, see. Well, should we jump into yeah. <laughs> talking about Mr. Organ? Sure, sure. We'll do We'll do a chop and change. Yeah, yeah. yeah. why not? Yeah. Um, Go for it. Do you well, want to take Well, yeah, so James and I uh, have seen Mr. Organ, so we can mm. have a little bit of a chat about We'll do a no spoilers, I guess, for Matt. Oh, yeah. Is it, it is yeah. it something I have um, to go in blind? Yeah, yeah. I just know it's, it's David Ferrier and his nemesis. Yeah, it's absolutely like spine crawling I would say Ooh. as a documentary it's kind of it being is, described as a horror kind it's of. kind I of have a seen horror that. I've seen those cringy um, like post cinema interviews I'm uh, not shading anyone in this room by the way I just, <laughs> I just make... <laughs> wait, wait what's the post cinema you know those things you like to do for theatre shows oh sure well I've been hearing that the guy has actually turned up yeah, to he just cinema, turns up. Mr. Organ himself. Oh People can God. hear him talking through the film because he'll be like, oh no, well, actually what he's done there is he's put me in quite an unflattering light, but it's not correct. God. Yeah. Um, my Mr. Organ impression. That was good. Um, but yeah, it's, I, I guess the sort of premise of it is if you are a follower of David Ferrier, the mm. journalist and documentarian, um, yeah, you might have seen his articles he did about five, six years ago on the spin-off about Bashford Antiques, 
which is an antique store in Ponsonby, or was an antique store in Ponsonby, that was clearly getting most of their money not from the antiques, but from their parking space outside, where they would clamp people's cars of people parked <laughs> outside, and then this very menacing man would come up and demand people paid about, you know, seven hundred dollars mm. to unclamp the tire on the car. And it was very much like an extortion racket, basically. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so he did this investigation into this. Um, and then, yeah, this this whole film comes about trying to investigate who is this dude who's the one cornering the people. And, and, and he is Mr. Organ. Scary. It's, it's Michael Organ is his name. Oh. Or Organ sometimes. It's pronounced differently depending on who he's with. And the more that comes out about him, the more it just shows that he is this, yeah, this person who's been involved with so many different mm. scams and lies and cons oh. and things over the years speaking but, my language but in the way that's like you know how we've talked on the, we've talked famously on this podcast that the, the hottest jobs con yeah. man uh mm. this is like the, the anti anti hollywood con man yeah well in real life you can either like root for them or not because some of them like, are scamming up this is but a, the ones a, that this scam is a down scam yeah. downer yeah. Um, don't and are them. really yeah. like you don't support them yeah just it's and it's this thing of like this guy who's managed to do wreak so much damage and havoc without with but never in a way that breaks the law like so he's just rarely on, ever in a way that breaks on the, the edge and it's just so hard mm. to prove anything that, you know, people are like, oh, but I could get him for this, but they just can't get him. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so of course he is, he's out there, he's going to the cinema, he's like, you know, watching the show. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'd say as a documentary, it the ending of it feels a bit, ah, uh, like it's, oh. it doesn't really necessarily conclude in the way that you kind of want, you feel a little bit, yeah, uh, yeah it felt like it was missing a bit of a third act. But the first and second with... acts are so like, oh, you're just like, I was, you know, we're, our cinema was really loud for yeah, New Zealand yeah. cinema, which was nice. We mm. were lots of people going like, ah, oh, and like, you know. I think that's the same thing with Tickled. Yeah. You know, like it's just really good first and second acts. And then like yeah. the conclusion was just like, well, it's not a clean Well, ending, it's the thing right? where, you know, you're not going to get, and it's like, to be mm. realistic, you're not going to get a jinx, you know, that yeah, he, yeah, he gets yeah. caught and no. he sees it on camera and then yeah. he goes to jail. You know, you don't have that satisfaction. Or you're just like, that. nah, he's out yeah, there. It's such a good um, It's interesting that Ferrier put so much of himself in the movie as yes, well. Yes, he's like, very it fun is, and centre. It's quite, I I'd mean, say more so than Tickled, actually. Mm. Yeah, more so than Tickled. Like, it feels kind of that, it's not full on like Michael Moore who would like stage stunts and stuff like that. But I have seen people pointing out that it's interesting, David Ferrier, the journalist, and David Ferrier, the documentary maker like he does some journalistic things which are probably mm. a little like like dicey <laughs> i guess uh and the thing not nothing like egregious but just like turning up at people's houses and stuff and going That's hey can i talk to you for, about that for journalists mm. like yeah for getting that scoop um yeah it's an interesting kind of like tension in it but it's mm. interesting that he he is like fairy is like the main character like yeah. him and organ um yeah, and it's he just, is a celebrity name though. He really is. Yeah, I mean, he did dark tourist and all that. Yeah. yeah, and he's really like a, I feel like a hero that people want to root for. Like, like oh, yeah. people view him as a, both as a person. But I want to root people him. inherently. Sorry, <laughs> root for him. Sorry. Yeah, because it's um, you know, he's been going against the what's the church arise kind of church. Yeah, I feel mm-hmm. like he's got the sort of yeah, he's that sort of journalist that is. Mm you know, just finds a story and will just hold on to it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's got this kind of limpet like kind of bloody mindedness, which yeah, is yeah. what you need for something like this as your subject matter because mm. this is And feels yeah. inherently kind of New Zealand that kind of like dogmatic kind of just like sticking to it kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, I'd I'd really recommend it. I feel like yeah, it's um yeah, it's just a documentary about like a per- sort of a type of person. Cool. Well that that's you will my see ticket and you will be like, Oh my god, 
you know, there's nobody hopefully in your life that's as bad as this guy, but there will be behaviors that you recognize as mm. like other people doing. And it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's very um, insidious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> very sick, gross feeling. Yeah. yeah. When watching it. Awesome. Uh, now, what should we do? Should we jump back to you, Matt? Or should yeah, we... well, I, can, yeah. I could go again. I also saw Bros, hmm. the film that is one of many queer stories Not that the first one. rocked the headlines <laughs> this year. Um, it was fun. I mean, it was a good comedy, I think. Like, there was a few jokes that were really particular that I really liked. One about an app called... I don't know. I don't want to spoil the joke, but it was really funny. Okay. Made for me. <laughs> um, uh, but I don't know. I didn't love it they are one of my main criticisms is like he so if you don't know what bros is it's just like a romantic comedy with billy eichner and luke mcfarlane and it's just yeah it's kind of just that tradition of like pretty person who's funny and the less pretty person being kind of I don't know, he's, it's his vehicle, so he gets to be more warts and all about himself. It's like mm. a Woody Allen character. Yeah. Um, and he, I don't know, like, he criticizes, uh, well, one of his main fears is that his love interest only likes him, oh, he doesn't really like him, he's not his type, really, mm. and he won't really fall for him in the end. This mm. is not, it's not really spoiling yeah, anything. Yeah, sure. Um, but one of my criticisms is like, I don't see him going after guys that kind of are average in the movie as well. So mm. I'm just like, what are you doing? What are you talking about? Mm. It's very like all the hot people are like only going for hot people, but you're also only going for the hot people. So I'm not, yeah. I don't know. I kind of biffed the message there a little bit for me. Whereas like, cause one of the things he's hung up with is that he's, uh, you know, tired of people with no personalities to date or like hook up with. And it's like, I don't see you actively going for those people as well. Mm. And what I do like about the movie is it surrounds the, the cast with like every, even all the straight roles and all the, the small roles, they're all um, people in the community. Mm. So even, yeah, all the, but I don't think any of the other characters have like inner lives that right. Like, right. are reflected on screen. Um, and my last criticism of the movie is very petty. <laughs> I know what this one is because you've said it before. Um, one of the, because he is like one of the curators of the first LGBTQ museum. And his big pitch is um, a exhibition about Lincoln as the first queer president. I'm like, Lincoln is the 16th president. If you do a quick Google search, the 15th president, James Buchanan, is much more blatantly queer. the blatantly gayest of the Absolutely. And I get it. Lincoln is the funnier choice. Also queer. Yeah. You know. But he's not the first. And if... I don't know. And that's just me. It's not really... It's a petty criticism of the movie. But as a stickler for details, that's me. Um, but I think it's still worth a watch. It's not as funny as I thought. I, th- I, I really wanted to like it after all the reviews. After I, I was ready to eat crow after like criticizing the trailer. Mm. And I was like, oh, maybe this is really good. But um, I think it's solid with some pretty, I think for me, valid criticisms. But mm. still worth a watch. Cool. Nice. Nice. Do you have another thing, James? Oh, uh, well, do you have anything else? Yeah, well, I, I ran mine off with another, a third film. I saw Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Oh, yes. Oh, I James will too. have some things to yeah, talk about. Yeah, yeah, I know. We, we briefly talked about it. Yeah. 
I don't mind it, actually. I think um, it offered a lot more character moments in a Marvel film than usual. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know. I, my main criticism is that's really long. Yeah. It was very long. Mm. And for the most part, I thought it was fine. Yeah. It wasn't like ringing my bells, but I wasn't really down on it. I thought it was fine. Yeah, I, I guess. Yeah, I had a visceral reaction to it when... Uh, after seeing it because um yeah there were lots of people in town lots of people at the at the crowd mm. and the person that i was seeing it with was extremely late and it was we coming were, in coming in on the back foot yeah like, and we were starting at like 8 45 really or 9 oh, and i was like and late. i know this is long so i just wasn't in the right headspace yeah and the thing uh, that it got to me was is like black panther was able to exist out kind of outside of the Marvel Cinematic Universe mm, it was mm. able to be completely its own thing yeah. with Ryan Coogler who I really like as a director um, whereas this one it does feel like it has an obligation to set up other franchises the so, Ironheart yeah. character I the what sorry Ironheart character which is the young Maverick. oh sure yes yes I know her and um, I saw the film yeah, yeah. and uh, there's a a uh, new character introduced spoilers for Wakanda Forever Julia Louis-Dreyfus who I think has been set up in like a mid-credits thing that's setting up some other bullshit um and it, like they're funny but they don't have very funny lines to do like she's a very funny person as is martin freeman um yeah cass is looking at me like what, what? i'm like why is julia i didn't know julia louis drive yeah. this was in marvel yeah. and it just takes yeah, up I think so she just started it sets <laughs> up so much time um and so yeah i i had a very visceral reaction to that because i wanted black panther wakanda forever to be separate from that stuff also you do miss that obviously like Chadwick Boseman like anchored that first film like yeah. and it has a really clear propulsive like main character even though other people get to be a little bit more shiny in that like um Michael B. Jordan um whereas in this it feels like they're literally being like okay you're kind of the main character for a bit and then it's you and then it's you and the kind of ensembleness is kind of confused because it it needs to like you're kind of with Angela Bassett for like quite a long stretch of time and then with um uh shuri is it shuri yeah, yeah. shuri it's for a shuri. section um and then lapita's barely in it even though she's like one of the best actors that we have right now and i, I just was kind of frustrated but i do think the bookends the start and the end are really really beautiful and like mm. a real genuine um evocation of how wonderful chadwick was and the character of t'challa was so yeah i yeah. i re- yeah my least favorite parts of of the movie was the uh martin freeman and julie louis dreyfus yeah. parts but i don't think was, i think they're very small compared to like yeah there was a lot of movie i also didn't care for uh namor um i like namor i thought i thought he's like i think his story was a bit convoluted yeah but i didn't I, I i don't mind him i yeah i think i like i thought the actor was doing good work but it's just his like city and stuff it's unfortunate that it's being released so close to avatar which is so like based in water and so much about like underwater environments because when you're supposed to see his kingdom it's supposed to be like angelic (laughs) and it's kind of like it looks muddy some kids are playing some ball with a hoop and you're like okay yeah yeah um but uh yeah <laughs> i was also in a very bad mood no, and, fine. Yeah. and i just wanted Dan's in a worse mood when he came home he was so mad that he needed to go and see this at <laughs> such, such a late it's night it's very late i yeah i yeah. didn't make sure I, I had an early screening for it yeah. yeah um and the person that i saw it with 
like likes to unpack and talk and walk home and it's a really long walk so i knew that i would be getting home at like one. Oh no and i ditched and i was like i saw a bus and i was like i'm so sorry i just had a really rough time with that and i need to go home because it's gonna be so late and the, my show is opening soon so i ditched and i ran <laughs> on the bus while he was buying milk um i told him <laughs> i told the guy but um yeah. i just i I can't do two late films now. It's just no. I can't do them. Neck it, especially a two and a two and a half hours. I yeah. Ugh. I had to grab a coffee for this one. Angela Bassett, I thought was phenomenal, and I thought the production design and the costume, the, the costume design great. especially, was really good. Yeah. Yeah. Lupita gets a really cool outfit. Do you remember her one? Yeah. It's all like colorful. Yeah, and I thought, um, you know, despite her. Uh, opinions about vaccinations. I thought Letitia Wright was like a pretty good lead for for the film. She was pretty. She had a hugely difficult task. She definitely nailed thought, the emotional moments. I really liked her emotional yeah, moments. Yeah, I don't. I think it's impossible for anyone to try to carry that on. And I, but like, I thought she gave it a good shot. Mm. Yeah, and yeah. For your yeah. input. Sorry, just strong thanks for your input. Like energy there. I just, Um, I just wasn't having a great time, so I was like, I was fully checked out. And the final fight sequence, like with a lot of Marvel stuff, is very very lame. Oh well, Um, but you know, it's. I, I, I wouldn't. Still, I wouldn't recommend going out to a movie to see it, a cinema to see it. But I'm like, check I it out still if think you like, like stuff. from the Marvels that I've seen, I really like the character moments from it. It's not. I don't think it's great or anything. Yeah. But it's not like got the the thing that I hate with Marvel movies of like, yuck, yuck, we're in the middle of a, uh, a fight scene. I'm going to make I'd a joke. Make a quip. Huh, huh. Yeah, whereas I, I just, hate. I just yeah. avoid all Marvel movies pretty much now, except for <laughs> yeah. maybe the Guardians ones and Black Panther. Yeah, I tried The ones it. that are a little bit more auto-led, I guess. Or yeah, I saw Eternals and I saw Shang-Chi just because of things. But otherwise, I can't remember I the really... last Marvel yeah. movie I saw. Like, I Was it seen... Avengers? I definitely Endgame? saw the, the last yeah, one. Yeah, we saw that. Yeah, yeah, we saw that, but that might be the last one. Yeah. yeah. I don't yeah. think I've seen one since. I'm just like, why? Really it was a great, want to. And that's oh, a great know? ending. Like, it's so Yeah, I'm like, it's clear. done now. We finished it. Yeah. yeah. It was the end game. I don't, I don't, <laughs> know, like, I don't know. I, yeah, I don't, I'm not. Phase five, come I don't, on. <laughs> I don't like them, but I, if there is a big cultural one, I tend to, I like Spider, the Spider-Mans I do like. Yeah. Because they're fun. Yeah, Tom's fun. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. I haven't seen any of his ones. Anyway, um, I would like <laughs> to talk about something else <laughs> so like, that I can talk about. Yes! No, um, I'd like to talk about the game Immortality, which has been out for a little while, um, oh, nice. but it's recently been picked up by Netflix, which does games, mm-hmm. apparently. Oh. I learned this from uh, online, somebody was posting about it. Um, but yeah, it's uh, a game which is for Xbox, and I think for for PC on Steam, which means both of which I don't have access to, um, and also for mobile through your Netflix account. So yeah. if you um, want to just, like, if you've got Netflix, you can just download the Netflix games yeah. through the game store and just it logs it in using your login. But you have to have a Netflix, Netflix app, app first. Yeah. yeah, so you just got to download the Netflix app and then download the game. Um, so that's how I've played it. Uh, so uh, Immortality is by uh, Half Mermaid, which is a company from the person that made Her Story, which mm. is um, mm. yeah, just a really iconic game of the last decade, uh, mm. full motion video for those that um, yeah uh, like or really hate full motion video. I'm a full motion video <laughs> person. I think I think it's really fun as a as a genre as a type of game. Um, so it's kind of similar to that in that you are hunting through a lot of footage archival footage mm. um except the functionality of this one is such that it's like a moviola machine so like how they would film view like old film 
um, like when you've just finished shooting the film and you're on set yeah. and you're watching so it. So it's like dailies. Yes, it's like yeah. dailies. Um, and so you're seeing little clips um, mm. and you can scrub like forwards and backwards at different speeds. Oh, nice. Um, and play them and stop. And then uh, the main sort of playing action of the game is match cuts. So you pause the movie clip, you see a person or an object or anything else that strikes your fancy and you zoom in on it Um and then it will match cut you to another random piece of footage. And so that's how you discover new footage. Um, so the sort of central story is you are watching the, you are hunting through the archives of an actress called Marissa Marcel, um, mm. who was discovered in the 1960s. Uh, and she starred in three films, none of which were ever released. In 1968, she was in a film called Ambrosio, which is a like giallo monk Italian thriller, uh, where yeah, she's uh, uh, disguised as a young monk. Um, in 1970, she was in a film called Minsky, where she was the, the um, an artist's muse uh, and the artist has wound up dead mm-hmm. and it's a detective noir kind of uh yeah it's it's okay. it's, it's, it's a, her taste i know her taste <laughs> yeah. uh and then in 19, uh, 2000 or 1999 i think somewhere like, yeah 1999 uh she was in two of everything uh mm. where she plays both a pop star and her body double okay i'm like again i'm like her, every single film of these are pure matte films. i know yeah um her story more like her taste yeah <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah throughout the game yeah you're trying to hunt and find out what happened to her because she nice. disappeared throughout these things and also how was she the same age through all of these different mm. films so you have a sense that there may be a supernatural element to the story Immortality. um one thing i would say is uh <laughs> i watched uh, so i was playing the game for about hour two hours and then I like put it down and came up to the next day and I just started playing it again. James was like, oh, is this, is this like a horror game? And I was like, no. And then I clicked on something. I was like, oh, yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> so um, it is horror. Like it definitely did like give me some stress to horror anxiety because, you know, I'm not right. very good yes. with horrors. But I found it compelling enough that I did want to keep playing it. Mm. Um, there are some problems with the phone thing that I think wouldn't be a problem if you're playing on Xbox or PC. Mm. Or maybe a better phone as well. Or maybe, a, yeah, my phone is very shitty. So mine would start overheating and it would kind of fuck I up see, the viola thing. Yeah. And the match cutting, the zooming in was quite hard. Like I would have to right. do it a lot of times to get it to work on my on my phone. Mm. Um, but again, my phone is not very good. It's got a cracked screen. There's <laughs> lots of problems with it. So somebody with a like an iPhone or something will probably work much better. Um, and yeah, on the Xbox, I think it, the controls make a little bit more sense. Um, but yeah, I, I still like found it really compelling and like as you keep going further into it, there's a lot of layers to the story. There's kind of like, okay, well this is clearly how this person died, or like this is why this film didn't get released, or yeah. whatever. But then there's something else that you discover, um, you know, as you keep going further and further into it, and there's definitely points where you start rewatching clips that you thought you'd already seen and then watching them from a, in a different way and realizing that there were whole untapped things that you hadn't mm. discovered about it. Love um, but yeah, I would say the main thing that I really loved is honestly the, um, yeah, the, the production values and the, the pastiche of each of these movies. Yeah. Like it, they're so, the pastiche is so well done. Cool. Like to the point where like, I don't know if any of these movies would be good necessarily. They're all camp as hell. They, they sound good to me. They're, they're camp as hell. <laughs> yeah. um, but they're also like, they've got the same, they've got the, yeah, the, the, the mores of the time. Yeah. So there's a lot of, like, there's a lot of nudity. <laughs> there's a lot of sex scenes. <laughs> um, there's a lot of like, kind of, yeah, it's uh, it's very much like the sort of, you know, uh, direct amuse relationship uh, nice. that you would expect from like a 1970s filmmaker. Yeah. Um, it's really interesting. Yeah, like both, 
how they've created the characters of all of the behind the scenes people because we see them you know in rehearsals and at table reads and stuff Mm. like that as well as in the dailies so it's not just the shots from the film Mm. um and how they've kind of tried to break make the reality of both of those things together it's so cool it's so cool like the the level of writing the level of like yeah immersion into this world is, is so detailed they put so much thought into it um and i think they've put a lot of thought into that layer i think as you keep going down the layers there's definitely something you're like oh that's so cool but it gets maybe a bit more vague and a little Mm. bit more ambiguous and perhaps less well thought out so i definitely enjoyed probably my earlier phases of playing the game more than when i got to the end i was like trying to just basically james knows like i I did also got to a point where i was just trying to to trigger the credits for ages yeah yeah (laughs) uh, um i i got to them and then i exited out and then i couldn't get back (laughs) so uh one tip if you get to the credits uh zoom out Uh, (laughs) it's the only thing i will say it's what i didn't realize i had to do um but yeah, I I still strongly recommend it. I think it's just a marvel of game design and cool. like and, and movie making. <laughs> Who's yeah. the Marvel fan now? Who's the Marvel fan? I love, I love um, being endowed with like a job like like endowed. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> I love endowed. It's, She's re- not in this. it's it's reminding me. It's giving me serious like blowout vibes, which we should see because I've seen blowout. With You've you. seen blowout. Yeah, oh, we, we did see it together. together. Um, and but just that, yeah, it does have that feel. Oh, yeah. that job of like reviewing footage, not knowing what you're hearing and like listening oh, to, yeah. and then suddenly yeah. you're like, oh, that's actually. Yeah. That, like, it's, oh, it's so I absolutely cool. when you said blow out, I had blow up in my oh, mind. Sure. Which I mean, they're of, like, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's a remake, exactly. Right? Yeah, yeah, I feel like Adaptation. I I want to, um, yeah, I want you guys to play this game so that I can talk about it with you, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I, I, yeah. when catch, catch, when Cass told me about this, I had to download the Netflix app mm. and then download the game. And it's there. It's sitting there. I it's will say. I'm gonna say it. like it, it is. Yeah, it's very big. I had to delete yeah. so many apps to make room for it because again, my phone is shit. Right. Um, so I, I encourage people with better phones to to report back and let me know if their experience of this game is a little bit better than mine on a pure technical mm. level. Because mm. um, I really don't think a lot of that is the game's fault. I think that's just that I have a shitty phone. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, what immortality is cool. Immortality on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else that you want to shout out? That was my stuff, I think. Cool. Right. Is there anything it's else for you, James? You. Yeah, I've got two final things, both starting with the letter A. Um, oh, uh, I got back after um, pack in, and because I am the the talent on this one, sometimes Cass was working a Okay, so you're telling us we're not the talent? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, um, I quit. <laughs> no, no, he's a talent in the... Talent I know, I know. Uh, so sometimes Cass was working later, and I was like, what's something that I want to watch that Cass would not be interested in? Because we like to watch movies together. And I landed on Air Force One, uh, which I've never seen. It's on Disney+. Plus, uh, and it is a, one of the Die Hard ripoffs that came out um, in the early 90s. Mm. Um, it stars Harrison Ford, and it's Die Hard on a plane, he's specifically. He's a president. Yeah, well. that's the great thing. It's Die Hard. But what if the person who was dieharding is the president of the United States? Yeah. And he's on a plane. And he's on a plane, and Gary Oldman from playing someone from Kazakhstan is the baddie doing Ooh, a, a character he shouldn't be doing. <laughs> the nineties, and you know, we'll talk about. Oh, yeah, we're gonna have, have a lot badly. of discussions about yeah. that um, in the early thousands as well. But uh, I'd really recommend Air Force One. It's by Wolfgang Peterson, who did Das Boot, das Boot. and. Troy and Poseidon, which I haven't seen, so maybe I'll, I'll check that out. Um, he's kind of a mixed bag director, but he really... Well, he knows his genre. He knows his shit, right? He's like Tony Scott. Like, he knows action. Yeah. And, like, this 
just really appealed. There's like William H. Macy in small role. There's like it's There's just Glenn Close. Glenn Close is the vice president, like, and she's on the phone, and it's like there's like a bit where they can hear the president and he's like, you know who I am. And he like punches someone and everyone listening along, including Glenn is like, yeah, right on. Like <laughs> it is so ridiculously patriotic. Um, oh, he's cutting wires. Right. And then yeah. he, he stops list- Like there's interference from the person who's telling him what wire to cut. And there's red, white, blue, and yellow. And he's <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> Let me have faith. I have faith in you, red, white, and blue, and cuts the yellow one, and it turns oh out it's the correct God. one. It is so stupid, um, and very. And then, of course, there's the iconic line, "Get off my plane!" and then kicking Gary Oldman off. Um, spoilers: the bad guy does get got, and America is fine, even though it isn't. Um, yeah, so highly recommend checking it out. It's just a blast just to put on something that is just so silly and so 90s. Um, and it's nice to see Harrison Ford like emoting and giving a shit because he doesn't always. Also, there's new picks from the James Mangold Harrison Ford. Um, Indiana Jones, I should say. Uh, right. <laughs> and it looks good. And Phoebe Waller-Bridge is playing... He's doing one last Indiana Jones. Oh, is he? Yeah, and uh, she's playing a character and her talk about hot butter like her just first image that is out she's like got like the shirt that is tied you know how you tie a shirt yeah 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 around your waist around your waist what a what a what a style oh you know we'll look at it up do you want to pull it up right now okay if you while you think of your all right i wish her character would be named indiana jones but indiana girl you know like yeah indiana jones isn't that what harrison no no they're both they're both oh my god I mean, she's like, she'd have to be Indiana Joan. We're like, that doesn't make sense, mate. Yeah, that's not how. That's, that's pretty funny. Um, yeah, okay, you're pulling what's, that up. What's yeah. the other one? My other one is, uh, we were talking about the Marvel Cin- Cinematic Universe and another similar universe that I had kind of sworn off or at least taken a break from was the Star Wars uh, universe. Um, uh, but you've got it? No, this one. Yeah. She's just visual medium. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, check it out. I'm. I'm. I'm I excited. mean, we're both doing it at the same time. As soon as you're listening to this, you're looking it up, right? Of exactly. Stop what you're yeah. doing. It's interactive. Stop driving. Um, pull over. Yeah, and she's a great performer, and um, also is uh, a very attractive performer. Speaking of Phoebe Waller Bridge, yes. who's in the universe that you're talking she's about, she's in the Star, Star Wars universe. Wars. <laughs> she plays the Millennium Falcon yeah. somehow. Never saw that stuff. Um, but yeah, I checked out Andor. Um, which I was making fun of because I was getting Andor mixed up with Endor. And I was like, oh, what if the guy's like, oh, I'm Mr. Andor. Turns out that is his name. He's called Cassian Andor. Um, someone called Cass, you know. I was yeah. like, oh, Cass, it's like you. Check it out. Um, <laughs> so it's, it follows the character. Very strong argument. Yeah. Uh, follows the character um, played by Diego Luna in Rogue One. But it is like a prequel to those events. Um, I'm not sure when exactly it happens, actually, but it's like the Imperial Republic is like uh, having a huge. They're, they're in full force, um, and basically, it's like a spy, like prison break, like nice. you know, like uh, undercover, uh, yeah, like Great Escape, whatever. Um, and what I really like the thing with Star Wars that has kind of happened a lot is it's this huge, like vast world that George Lucas has made, and yet it always seems to become tied back to these same kind of characters of luke and palpatine and darth vader like that's what really frustrated me about um rise of skywalker where it turns out that ray was 
Palpatine. We don't talk character. about that movie. Yeah, and it's like I really loved what Ryan Johnson did, uh, where it was like she's nobody. She's she's not related to anyone. She just happens to be magic, um, and uh, then they retconned all that. But I really love that the world is vast, and in Andor, it is just about people just on a world just like struggling mm. a part of the republic struggling to fight back I think um, it's good Lots it's of talk about well it. yeah that that's what pushed me to finally check it out because i was like oh like i really want to believe in this it's um uh no i'm blanking on who it is i believe it's the person who wrote nightcrawler um but i'm not sure right um, tony gilroy yeah tony gilroy that's it um dan who, gilroy actually is it dan Oh. Tony Gilroy is the one who did Michael Clayton, and his brother Dan Gilroy. Wait, then oh. maybe I think it is Tony. Um, so maybe I thought it I'm was getting... Nightcrawler because I feel like I've heard that. I don't know the name of the person, but I have yeah, heard it was have a, Nightcrawler. Anyways, Tony, Tony. I'm not gonna see Andor. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, I'm not either. <laughs> Tony Gilroy. Yeah, so it's Tony who's in charge of this yes. one. Um, yeah, it's got. But a Dan much. is also. They're both on it. Oh, they're both doing the it. The brothers. Yeah, the Gilroys. The Gilroys yeah. are together. The Gilroy um, girls. It's just got the really strong. Like it's got obviously a huge budget. Um, but it's got really great acting. Like Stellan Skarsgård is here, um, uh, playing a very, very interesting role. I won't give away too much, but um, Andor, yeah, uh, <laughs> Andor himself. Andor too. Um, there's Fiona Shaw there. There I love her. is, you know, just a whole range of really, really talented folks. Um, and I'm just really digging it. I'm only like four episodes in um, at the moment, but uh, I really like where it's going and I've just heard so many people rave about it. Yeah, and... I hear it's really good. So despite me not watching it, that's a me problem. Take it as my loss, okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it is It is a, a deeper exploration of a galaxy far, far away uh, with nothing to do with you know, Luke and Yoda and whatnot. Yeah. I just want to preview a popcorn for next episode. Oh, yeah? The White Lotus. Yeah. We're talking about oh, it. It's yeah. a good we'll season. Next time. But, you know, there's a lot, of, lot more we'll seasons to go. That. I want to preview something else as well. I mentioned Ryan Johnson. By this time, next time, we'll be have checked out Glass Onion. So. Yes. Well, it's... two out of the three of us. But oh, <laughs> you can check it out too. I'll wait for Christmas. Oh, it's going right. to be free. Okay. Christmas <laughs> present. Um, but well, we're racing to that date. I the know. holiday season. Racing towards it. But before we get to our Christmas movie, we need to race towards our feature presentation. Feature presentation. Finally, let's talk about this film. <laughs> let's talk about Rat Race. How <laughs> we talked about Wakanda Forever so much. Uh, let's go on. <laughs> yeah, what's our, what's our time? We're at 38 minutes. Oh, that's all right. <laughs> yeah, we haven't chatted for a while. So, Rat Race is my selection. We're doing personal picks. Yes. Um, and, uh, yeah, it is a 2001 film, um, which is a loose remake of It's a Mad, 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 Mad World, um, which I think came out in, like, the... 60s or 50s something like that Mm. um and it yeah have a have a check i'm not sure uh but in that film it starred like a lot of comedians uh over the years it had buster keaton it had groucho marx it had more modern um comedians as well and in this one it's kind of doing the equivalent thing of gathering together a whole bunch of funny people what year was it 1963 63 okay um uh yeah together so and i saw this my personal connection to it is i saw this in center place um movie theater don't remember what it was it wasn't hoyts at the time it's been completely gutted and awful (laughs) but i saw it when i was eight years old we've done the math with my brother and i thought it was hilarious i love john cleese i love drawing atkinson and unfortunately both of us two uh men i've now realized i was gonna clip that 
that audio. <laughs> loved I loved it. Loved it. Um, I still think they're very funny, unfortunately. In in their older work, I don't think they're very funny now. Um, Rowan's all right still, but they, they do hold views that I am very counter to. And actually, funnily, we talked about Eric Idle a couple of episodes mm. ago. He recently came out and says, like, all that conservative nonsense... Is, is like bullshit. Like Dave Chappelle's on SNL saying he's being cancelled. So actually, Eric Idle is uh... Eric Idle is the good python. Yeah, yeah. it was um, just kind of staying underground. Yeah, I also saw this film when I was a kid. I don't think I, I definitely didn't see it in cinema. It's definitely okay. something I got out from the you know family got out from the DVD yeah. store one time. So I feel like I would have watched this maybe like when I was ten or eleven, like a oh, few yeah, yeah. years later down yeah. the track. It's a classic like DVD. Like, what's that? They've got funny bobbleheads. Let's yeah. give it a go. Also, my mm. family also Rowan Atkinson and John Cleese fans, yep. so would have got it for them. Mm. Um, Ugh, yeah. Your family's also cancelled. Yeah, I know. Unfortunately, <laughs> problematic. <man>. Absolutely. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. they actually listened to this, so shout out to them. <laughs> we love We're you. We're kidding, obviously. Of course. Their older work is still good. Yeah. <laughs> your family, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'd, I'd seen it then. I do not have the same level of fond memories, I have to say, that James has got for this. I remembered yeah. it being pretty good, but don't remember a huge amount of details. And then the details that I did remember when I was trying to recall this movie, I was like, hmm, I wonder how those have aged. <laughs> uh, so, we'll talk about it. Yes, we'll talk about it. Um, yeah, so, and you, Matt? Honestly, you know, like, up to a few years ago, I was like, this man could be walking down the street, I wouldn't know a thing. Sorry to this film. We started watching the beginning and Matt's like, I don't know what this is about. And I'm like, he doesn't even know the premise. That's great. That's amazing. And yeah. also more of the impetus of us watching it. I know. Like, like, I know people it. have seen it and liked it. I know like in the few years that I became aware of it, I knew Kathy Bates was in it. And I knew I've seen the, the, the poster with the bobbleheads. And that's all I know. Mm. Um, and now I know. More about it. Like 100% more than I did before. Yeah. Yes. But you, the audience, the listener, <laughs> might not know what it's about. Yeah. So we have enlisted the help of Cassandra Tease yes. to help us explain it. All right. Get um, that timer ready, James. You're going to do it in one minute. It's movie in a minute. Our favorite feature. Um, and yeah. Starting from now. We are in Las Vegas and there is an eccentric billionaire played by John Cleese who has decided to gather together a random group of people in six different individuals or teams uh, to go and race to Silver City, New Mexico, where there is a million dollar, two billion dollars in a duffel bag um, for the entertainment of other billionaires who are going to bet on them. Uh, and so these teams are John Lovitz and his uh, family who do not know that they're in a race. Um, uh, Whoopi Goldberg and her long lost daughter who's just been reunited. Uh, that that guy from Garfield. Uh, there's Seth Green <laughs> and his brother who are both uh, kind of dumbasses. Um, and who else is there? God, there's some other ones too. Oh, Rowan Atkinson, he's Cuba Italian Gooding for some Jr. reason. Chuba Gooding Jr., who's a disgraced referee. Um, and I think that's all of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they get into a whole of various hijinks, basically. They race and they race and they race. And at the end, it's a Smash Mouth concert. And they <laughs> are doing a charity fundraiser. And they have to give all the money away to charity. So nobody gets it in the end. Um, and, yeah, there's, there's hijinks since you. There you nice. go. Well done. Is, isn't it wild that I'm the one who doesn't know a film for I know. the first time in I history? No, I'm like I feel like it's even when it's you and I have watched it, James and, and Matt hasn't. I feel like Matt still aware like, of it. Yeah. yeah, like you've got an antipathy towards it. You know, like yeah, I would be able to made talk, a reason why I'm not going to watch. Or this I film. would be able to talk around it. You know, yeah. like mm. I would know. Like I've never seen Air Force One, but I acted like I yeah. did. Yeah, 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 yeah. But that's the thing with Rat Race, where it just came out of nowhere. I didn't know it was an adaptation of. 
the sixties film. Um, it does not have a long staying power. I yeah, have to say. but it was like a. Um, I don't know. For me, it was like a little gold mine because it was like there are so many beloved people here. So mm. yeah, so we mentioned some of them. Is Whoopi? Well, Whoopi's here. Yeah. Um, we've talked about Rowan and John. Um, uh, who else we got? John Lovitz, who appeared in Southland Tales as a random cop. Um, one sure. of those guys of this era. Kathy and Jimmy. Kathy and Jimmy. Cuba Gooding Jr. Uh, from Hocus Pocus, you know. Yeah. Um, Both of them. Cuba. <laughs> Cuba shows up as the virgin. <laughs> um, Cuba feels like we should have done on Mixed Bag before, but I think this is maybe his first. It's, maybe. It's kind of maybe this is Cuba Gooding Jr. Yeah, but the thing is, he's in great films, and then he's in dog <laughs> shit films. Trash. Um, but, Anyways, yeah. we've I talked mean, about some beloved people. Yeah, that's very true. How about some be beautiful people? Yeah. Yeah. With our section, hot butter. Sizzle, sizzle. I'm not going to do a clap for that one because it just <laughs> goes underneath. We had some audio troubles today. It's fine. Yeah. Okay. I, I, do you have someone? I've got yeah, someone. You guys go. I, I can go first. Okay. Ooh, Dave going first for me. Mm. Um, I would say I was most attracted to Amy Smart in mm-hmm. this film. At first, I wasn't digging her acting, but then she got all crazy. And for some reason... It did things to me. Yeah, I'm the same. She um, was a very generic looking, beautiful person. Mm. But once she showed some personality, I was like, I get it. Yeah, well, when we first meet her, there's a scene, we'll talk about it. Yeah. Um, but when she, she she goes crazy and she kind of lets her hair down. like, mm. um, And post that, you know, she's got a couple more hair hanging like down <laughs> and it's a little bit she's a little more rough around the edges the than you initially expected. But she also maintains a nice tight back pony still it's 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 pilot regulation yeah yeah she's a pilot by the way yeah Yeah. Yeah. which is hot hot um occupation very hot profession obviously and she just committed you know the performance i think that's why leonardo dicaprio is so hot and catch me if you can of course he's a con man and And a a pilot and a pilot yeah yeah yeah, and that's why we all love Sully, because he's a pilot, and he landed that plane on the Hudson River. He saved 500 souls, James. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, James, did, did um, you yeah, no, I'm, I'm right there with Amy um, Smart. The, like, and guess all what? people that I... She's smart, because she's a pilot. She's smart. Um, all people, I was about to say love and respect. I don't, unfortunately, respect um, <laughs> my old comedy heroes, like Whoopi I love and stuff like that. But there's not many people that are like. Is there not a lot of hot No, but even. Folks in this? It's not their hottest. Like, oh, Seth Green's there too. Whoopi yeah. is Cuba's not at her hottest in no. this film. No. Cuba is not at his hottest in no. this film. No. Seth Green, not his hottest no. in this film either. And they're all so. like, yeah, good looking people. But yeah, um, yeah it was yeah. Amy for me. How about yeah. you, Cass? I'm going to go. On, like I feel like if we're allowed to not go main cast, yeah, go on. I'm gonna go with Piercing's girl. Oh, oh yeah. yes, yeah. I thought when she first appeared, I thought she was Kate Hudson in a cameo. Which is, oh, I yeah. feel like that's a compliment, right? Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, this is a this is a very minor side character that is just there for basically a one like scene. She's got, two she scenes. got two scenes. Got two scenes. A little joke of like there's the Seth Green and his his sort of dumb brother. Dumb brother has got a tongue piercing, and so he speaks that he did himself that's got infected. Yeah. And so he spends the whole film going, all right, all right, all right. Which is, you know, borderline. Really... I feel like the tongue piercing makes it It makes like, it okay. okay. But it's like yeah, a, yeah. There's, a, there's an explanation. Well, I thought at first he was deaf. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you looked at it. Like, like, what oh, is, is this? this? And like, like, no, oh, no, no, this is just a guy who's got something in his mouth. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, basically he just drives past a girl who's in another car who also yeah. has lots of piercings. Mm. Um, and they have like a little flirty scene. She, yeah. was, she was good. She was good looking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. not the hottest cast, unfortunately. Not the hottest no. cast. They were not. That's not what they were cast for. No, yeah. let's be. It's let's a be comedy. Clear. Yeah. Um, 
And uh, yeah, well, let's talk about some of the bottles then. I Absolutely. Um, I, I just yeah. Oh, you go. Um, I just like the the general zaniness of the film. The yeah. zaniness is yeah. good. Like yeah. I think it's a good energy. It is the pacing of this film is really good. Yeah. Um, like we have got all of these these different character groups and their different plot lines, and mm. you know the the amount with which they cut back between each of mm. them. I think it feels very even handed. Like yeah. I feel like we yeah. do get everybody gets a little adventure of some kind. Everyone has a good gag. I think everybody has a good yeah. gag. Yeah. And there's um, good amounts of time where like certain characters they intentionally leave off for a while and then you're like oh yeah Rowan Atkinson who has narcolepsy has been asleep this whole time that's crazy you know Mm. um and yeah it's kind of a good yeah I mean it's that classic thing of like get to the cliffhanger and then meanwhile something else Mm. and there's there's so many things happening that we're able to do that meanwhile thing really well yeah um and I feel like actually in terms of like plot structuring like they do a pretty good job of setting mm. up who all of these people are in the vegas stuff at the start yeah yeah so that we re- remember you know like because they're all playing archetypes there's no like complicated no, no. characters here everybody is just very like a type mm. um but it makes it very easy for us to remember like okay that's who these people are that's who yeah. this person is yeah um and yeah track all of their progress across the yeah the race and trying to remember oh that when, when we last saw him he was driving the i love lucy convention and yeah. now he's, you know it's um yeah so it, it makes for a, th- a film that could be very confusing yeah i feel like yeah we you generally have a good sense of what's going on <laughs> yeah and i feel like um each of the situations that they kind of encounter feel like distinctive and kind of like surprising sometimes. Yeah, yes. surprising which yeah. Fu- and funny. Yeah, a few of them. And like, lot, so like, like most of them are pretty funny. Yeah, Seth Green and his brother get more like stunt-based kind of stuff because they're maybe more younger and agile. Like, uh, and then you get like exceedingly embarrassing stuff with like the. Uh, there's a Nazi hold situation. Yeah, there's basically like John Lovitz's very Jewish family accidentally yeah. go through uh, <laughs> like a Nazi memorabilia yeah, museum so they see and like they end a, up having to steal a Hitler's Barbie car. museum. Which and it's funnier than it sounds, yeah. honestly. Yeah, I was dreading. <laughs> this is going the plot back I remembered, that. and I was like, I do not know how that's going to work. And made, honestly, not the most problematic honestly, part of the film. They there made, were some much worse things. Yeah, it's clear make, who the target of You can make the yeah, a million yeah, yeah. bad Hitler jokes, and they managed to make some decent Hitler jokes. It was jokes. a pretty good Hitler yeah. jokes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah, so they. Yeah. I think my favorite was the Lucy Convention, just because it was so off the wall. It's so random. <laughs> it was so funny. Um, Cuba Gooding Jr. is yeah stranded in the desert and wanders into like a truck stop where yeah. there is like a whole bunch of I Love Lucy cosplayers getting yeah. together to go to a mm. Lucy convention, and of course they spend the whole time in full Lucy mode yes. doing the, so like, to, like cadences, and then when things broke down, they all do the cry yeah. like together. So he has to like drive them because he yeah has he's to get impersonating there. the bus driver to get there. Yeah. I also but like that everyone, really everyone is like self-serving and like they're um, like there's no there's like people that pretend like they're holier than thou and like do it the the guy who plays John and like Garfield I can't what's his name Breckenmeyer Breckenmeyer yeah plays um, Nick um, yeah. Nick yeah uh, and then eventually like he he realizes that he has a chance at two million dollars as well and yeah you know, his goes sort of for it. Yeah, yeah kind of journey is going from like stick in the mud into like yeah. the rat race with everybody else and I like how. Yeah, it's that concept of a rat race. There are a I bunch just, of rats yeah, just, was, like, was, hungry for money. I was like, going to say, I just cool. love the general concept. It speaks yeah. to our, it speaks to our no, jet lag hearts. We're amazing, amazing race, race friends. Hearts. You know, yeah. it, it speaks to our the mole hearts for the sabotage. It yeah. speaks to a lot of our basic um, loves. In- yeah, well, where there's a point that like, they first sort of get told 
okay, you're in a race, go. Here's where the money is. Yeah. And like they all sit there for ages just being like, oh, what, what's going on? And I'm like, I'd be like, okay. Let's, <laughs> yeah, right. let's get to New Mexico <laughs> now. Is there a flight out of, out of Las Vegas? <laughs> but but yeah. if you didn't do that, then you wouldn't get the amazing needle drop when they finally decided to actually start racing of who let the dogs out, <laughs> running down the stairwell. They should have done a who let the rats out cover for it. <laughs> Honestly, like this is like one of those films where they have hit songs that are also identified with other movies. Yes. Yeah. yeah they, I mean, we'll talk about some of the needle drops yes, later in absolutely. the segments that are more appropriate. I don't know. Because Who Let the Dogs Out to me was Rugrats in Paris. I but feel like it had already been this, in a few oh, different films. Yeah, but it, was if like, it cropped up a lot. But, but I'm just like, oh, what a ubiquitous but stupid song. But you it's, know? Yeah. It's, it's a, 2001 in a nutshell. It's a banger. You Have know? you seen the, the Disney version of that? Yes. Like who who woke Snow White up? Dumb. It's so dumb. Who what? Who like... woke Snow White up? And it's no, <laughs> so that's stupid. And then what is the who who that that's evoking dog sounds? It is dogs. Yeah. What's that for? Is that the little the seven I don't, dwarfs? I don't remember, but like, they did one for Mambo Number Five. Sorry, as well. I'm not comparing. Little people too. Dogs. No. I just realised how that sounded. Well, but I mean, there's um, no like, other characters. Yeah, so yeah. even what Queen doing it? Who else yeah. is? There's no characters that could fit a dogs in Snow White. Yeah, I don't know. ridiculous. We'll just keep it <laughs> to right. the original. Let's put it in more movies. 2023. <laughs> I want to hear who let the dogs out in the Hall uh, of the Mountain King. Oh my god. When they're trying to tear down no. the thing. Yeah. All right. Let's oh. talk about good things. <laughs> That's good. You, you coming for whoever composed okay. that? You know what? My favorite. Do you, if we have a favorite bit of like different different hijink. My favorite oh. hijink is Kathy Bates as the squirrel woman. My favorite was the Lucy bit, but I really love mm. Kathy Bates. I love the squirrel who was woman, uncredited so in this movie. This is a I cameo, think. uncredited cameo. She's not in the opening credit stuff. And yeah, she's basically mm. Whoopi Goldberg and Lanai, whatever her name, the, the woman who plays her daughter. Yes, Chapman, um, Lanai Chapman. Lanai Chapman. Um, they're driving, they've got a little bit lost, and they come across this little roadside stand for pet squirrels mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. where there's a very chirpy little, like, southern lilted Kathy Bates there, and she gives them directions back to the R5, here's a shortcut, <laughs> um, and tries to get them to buy a squirrel, and they don't want to get a squirrel. Uh, and <laughs> she's just very nice and shiny and sort of sunshiny. And then, you know, we just kept going to see other people and we cut back like probably half an hour later the, at the end of the shortcut <laughs> and it drives right off a cliff over into a gigantic other pile of cars that have been sent the same way as they pass little signs that say you should have bought a squirrel. Yeah, which is um, really fun. Which is great. And then they're like, yeah, stranded in the desert and with like skeletons of other people that have been yeah, trapped there. Yeah, there's a whole there. pile this, of like, them. like serial squirrel so It's so just, stupid. But also just thinking about the, the, the squirrel lady traversing down, <laughs> yeah, planting the, to, the signs. There, she set this should, trip yeah, up. Bought a squirrel. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's so silly, uh, but yeah, yeah it's such and a good... And then it's Kathy Bates, like, she has yeah. a history yeah. of playing, like, you know, the, the woman nice. from Misery. Yeah. Like, yeah, nice, and then, and then and playing then upon those evil. Like, um, so Love that, cool. her star persona. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh my god. Yeah, and, but I, I think there's a lot of really good setup payoffs in yeah. this film, yeah. that's yeah. one of my favourite setup payoffs, where Speaking it's like, of... you don't, you forget about, it. literally, as they drove away from the squirrel thing, we're like, what a nice squirrel lady. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, it was a great enjoyment, and like... The benefit of being so clueless about films. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I did enjoy that, like, we have a little trend alert because last 
last film that we did, um, Julia Roberts and Marsha Gay Harden won both Oscars in the same night in the year 2000. Okay. And Kathy Bates and Whoopi Goldberg also won their Oscars on the same night in 1994, Ghost and Misery. Oh. So maybe next film, I don't know. I don't, I don't think so. Unless yeah. we're doing The Help, where <laughs> Sissy Spacek and Mary Steenburgen appear together. No, it's not, from a, Matt it's, it's not a Matt pick. No, I don't, I don't think we should discuss The Help. No, we don't want to do The Help. Um... My favorite bit uh, was, I think it is the, like, the stunts. And there's a couple of oh my really God, stunts key stunts. Really good. Um, I think the the best stunt for me is the helicopter scene. The helicopter Absolutely. scene is great. And we were uh, talking before about Amy Smart's, like, committed performance. This is where she came alive. Where, like, you know, you're wondering who she is. Is she just, like, this nice girl? But then it turns out, no, she's, like, the, um, the jilted, like, lover, right? Yeah. She so finds she's out, basically been, like, she and... Uh, Jonathan Garfield Nick, Nick like have, no um, one else can fly a plane yeah they've like met in the airport because like due to other sabotage from the other people which the, is also a great sequence the airport has been shut and so they, no planes can go out and she's just revealed mm. she's a pilot and she's like oh I can still fly and mm. he's like how come and she's like oh because I fly a helicopter yeah you know it's just for planes and he's like oh wait so you're the only person that can fly and, and so at that point he had decided he'd been like I'm too co- too good for this game I'm not going to get in this with everybody else and then that's his decision to be like I'm yeah. joining the race I'm, I'm getting my and she decides to like do a small stopover just yeah. to see her. And she just boyfriend. seems like a nice love interest at yeah. this point. And then she sees, was that like Cadence or what his, his ex girlfriend? Yeah, the, the, like the, I don't know. The girlfriend had a. Charlene. 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 I don't know where Cadence came from. It's a similar scene. Um, scene uh, <laughs> and then not only is it her car, they are having a romantic <laughs> moment out in the pool, uh, which is clearly visible from the helicopter. And then she just goes complete berserk. And uh, like, she's basically like driving the helicopter yeah. down onto them. She manages to like blow the water out of the pool so that then they, the pool floods the whole house. And then she's throwing projectiles onto his truck from Which above. Which he gets in, drives away, and then the helicopter chases him. And it's so low to the ground. They had to do a helicopter chase so, scene. Like, yeah. This is like a thing they had to shoot. Think, it was just absurd. Like the, the, the tools being thrown out of the, the helicopter to like the low kind of like bullying of, of the truck yeah. by the, the low flying. It was really yeah. fun. And the like, face that she's doing her crazy is face. just like, yeah. It's that very was, like, that was yeah. it for me. It's so good. Um, and she's chasing away Dean Kane from from Superman. Oh, that was Lois. Dean Kane. I see. Yeah. yeah. And um, Ripley's believe, believe it or not. But, very true. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, uh, it's just a great kind of sequence that, um, yeah, it just gets really gets the adrenaline flowing. A, a similar one we mentioned it uh, before is uh, Seth Green and his his brother uh, try to like pull down the airplane. Um, like some sort of traffic air traffic control thing. tower thing, and then they hook it up, but then it starts spinning, and then their car just ends up like going up the mm. whole tower. And I just remember seeing that as a kid, and now still, and it's just the escalation is crazy because they've got they've got a guy on the tower, stunt people on the tower, someone in the car, and then yeah, they have to like fall onto the car. He like yeah, and it's um, yeah, it's exhilarating and funny. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I like the the how silly the the light speed um, rocket was that Whoopi yeah. and her daughter. At some point, they get into like people so trying dumb. to break the land speed record, and yeah. they just like in front of full view of all the scientists and the assembled onlookers, they like just get in there and just turn it on and go to yeah. try to get there fast. The uh, the the we mentioned it before the John Lovitz um, moment with it in the car of Hitler <laughs> and then the kids start like playing the harmonica they've and like found and all of these like glasses. of the Hitler's 
stuff that's just in the bag and he's being like you can't you can't play you can't wear Eva Braun sunglasses the girl's going oh I'm Mrs. Hitler (laughs) it's very funny to me the deliver was so good and then Kathy and Jimmy like um, shows the lipstick and he's like gross gets it on his hand rubs it on the steering wheel and it's just so many little setups that results in him like he gets something eventually yeah he crashes the car and he ends up hitting his his mouth right yeah. on the, on so the steering wheel so then he gets a hit on the stuff and he's got something thrown in his mouth so it was it the, the old um, the car, cigarette the lighter, lighter. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Cigarette lighters, yeah. and then so that yeah. so eventually ends up doing like a Hitler impression in front it's of so this dumb. rally of World War II veterans who are of course very and mad. someone tries to shoot him like it's... yeah it's just it's levels of ridiculous <laughs> The escalation curve is crazy. There's another moment where Wayne Knight, like... Yeah, who haven't even oh mentioned gosh, yet. Yeah. Yes. So he um, picks up Ron Atkinson once he wakes back up. And then he goes, <laughs> look, I'm transporting a heart because the, they usually well, do the it by planes plane. the planes are down. Do you want to see it? Because, like, you know... He's, he's weird. He's a, not, not a proper worker and he's, he's just... He's in Newman mode. <laughs> yeah, having a high. And then it falls out and it's got stuff all over it. And then... Somehow it ends up outside. A dog comes a after dog it. Gets it. It's like I this is my worst scene. I couldn't deal with the heart <laughs> yeah. stuff. It was just like so. I just felt bad for the um for the patient who's yeah, gonna get the heart. Exactly. Yeah. And then and then so the dog dies. They find find it it's been fried on an electric fence. And then he's like, I need to find a drifter so that there's We need no to one kill there. someone and take their heart. And then he realizes because that this, Rowan this, Atkinson yeah, is like... A drifter. Uh, basically has, yeah, has no family. He's all well, alone in the world. And no one quite, knows where he is. Like, I used to love... I, like, the Rowan Atkinson character was my favorite when I first watched it because I loved his clowning. And now I watch it, I'm like, oh, you know, it's a, it's a bit much it's for a me. Lot. It's a big Italian stereotype. Um, but there's a really sweet moment where he's like, do you have any what about your mum and dad? And it's like quite a nice moment. He's like, no, they're dead. My mama is dead. So is my papa. And he's like, do you have any kids? He's like, I'm totally alone. You know? And then he's like about to kill him. But the craziest escalation is Rowan <laughs> figures this out, oh my runs God. up and Love just this. leaps onto a train. A bullet train, no less. It's like a in the middle train of New Mexico. Speed. And he does this like gymnast style leap with both of his hands oh. out V-shaped and manages to somehow get in the train. And this is the thing like... Because well, he lands the, on the train, but then yeah. And because the, the editing is, is so like, you know, nifty in this film, mm. I guess. Like, it's, it, it means that because it'll be another 15, 20 minutes before we see him again and then he's in the train. It's just like, how? <laughs> because we never have to explain how yeah. he got from clinging onto thing into how uh, just a passenger inside the train yeah and how he survived that impact of the train going so fast yeah just i'm impressed by the new mexico um railway system that they've got bullet trains yeah to mm. be honest but yeah yeah <laughs> really committed oh oh and the i love lucy's i didn't get as a kid but like you were really responding to it well because they were doing all the Lucy mannerisms yeah and they were just doing the intonations and it was just so funny to me like the the scenario of being stuck in a group of a bus (laughs) full of 100% committed Lucy's is like it's in that kind of space of like hell but also some kind of like surreal pleasure you know it's like i can't fully hate the situation Mm. but it must be like so bizarre yeah um yeah no it was funny it was just so out of whack to me that i just it broke my brain a little bit yeah one of the uh bits that i enjoy is is it cuts back to john cleese and the uh, other millionaires oh this is a good yeah that are watching and so they're in like the headquarters and they've 
got trackers on all of the people fighting uh, racing but what they're doing in the meantime to kill time is they're just betting on just random shit yeah so they <laughs> yeah. do things like they've stuck the first one i think is like somebody eats a chocolate and yeah. declares the flavor and they're like mm. yes who got coconut yeah. yeah then we see there's like a whole lot of maids hanging on the on the, the curtains of the room yeah. and the first the last one to to not drop is clearly like the winner. Yeah. Yeah, who a very survivor challenge yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, there's the sex worker that comes in as well yeah they basically give her a very bizarre request and yeah. then they have to bet on like how much she's going to charge yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, then they, they, they even when they're flying to get to the final destination oh, yeah. at the yeah. end there's a bit where it's like this really weird like it's very turbulent yeah. Yeah. and then like they, they one guy vomits and then they stop they're like alright right, put it back put it back like oh you're the first to vomit who had him so it's um yeah clearly like another yeah. bet they had was just yeah who's going to be the first to vomit on this bad flight some yeah. really solid yeah gags throughout yeah. Sort of cut, cut to cut away, and definitely like yeah, I could see why this appealed to you a lot. It's, it's oh, really yeah. funny. It's a well, funny film, and it yeah. put it put Cleese, um in the scene. Like he's playing Donald Sinclair with like these very white teeth, and he's very distracting to me. Yeah, and his mm. pitch, like he comes in and he's like, a meteor is about to hit the earth, and you are all gathered to here, and you need to procreate, and da 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 da. Like you know, it's um, I it. I don't know if it totally worked for me as much this time around, but he is just like this totally, and it turns out he's that's a lie and he laughs his head off. Um, a totally like uncaring, just like like media mogul, just like asshole. Um, and it's really fun to see him just like um, maybe play something closer to himself. Um, but no, like uh, be just go full villain, malevolent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. especially because. A lot of the stuff that I had seen him in, you see him from a certain time period of like the seventies and stuff, and then suddenly he's 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 still at the time. You know, I, I need to stop talking about Cleese. Cleese is a complicated figure now. Um, yeah, but he played the part the way it was he meant to the be part. played. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is uh, that is that everything? I think so. Yeah, yeah. I, I, w- so. I wish Whoopi had more to do. That's what I was saying. That was was one of the things that I wanted because like. Um, she is probably the highest profile of these actors. Yeah. yeah. And she didn't even get like a real good comedic showcase, really. I think yeah. her characterization is consistent. It's, it's interesting. But they we don't really, really do. get much time yeah, with her. Yeah, and mm-hmm. there wasn't a I lot to that there's... relationship between mother and daughter no. as well. Yeah, I thought there's there was arc, more yeah. potential for there to yeah. be more of an arc for yeah. them. Which is even like, there's no, there was no tension, really. Like, yeah. No, they were just together. They were a unit. Yeah. 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 Mm. And I guess it's like this film is nearly two hours. Yeah. Mm. And um, I don't think you like, would want it any longer. What do you sacrifice to yeah. Yeah. put that in there? I guess there were yeah. a couple of gags I would have oh, sacrificed. You definitely sacrifice some gags. Sounds like we're getting into the bananas. <laughs> let's so get into the bananas. Let's rip off the bandaid. <laughs> so yeah, this is a film from two thousand and one. Yeah. As we discussed, and so there are some very poorly aged gags in this one. Yes. Like oh, can I do one final bottle? You reminded me. Yeah. Of yeah. 2001. Go on, go on. So it's two thousand one, right? Shrek has come out earlier this year. Of course. Shrek has come out. And who is the biggest band in 2001? Well, I don't know if it's the biggest, but it's Smash Mouth. The most iconic. The the song that everybody knows the lyrics for. And who show up at the very end? It's Smash Mouth at a concert. And they do sing All Star. The audacity of Smash Mouth. I love. To sing All Star in this. Yeah. Yeah. But that's the thing. When they made both All Star... Sorry, this film and Shrek... I don't think they thought either of them would be no leave this legacy. But I'm like both random. of those 
like have got this song, but yeah. also they'd already done like it was for another film, wasn't it? Like wasn't was it? it Mystery Men was the film? Oh that yes, it was that's right. It was. It was literally that's the music oh video. Oh my of god! Right. That so is it was right. For a previous film. Wow. And then they're like, the power of the song. Let's put All Star in again. <laughs> We, this should have been a Smash Mouth season, an all-star season. Yeah. But Trick is not mixed, unfortunately. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, but it just, um, it's so of its time. And I don't actually mind that ending of... Um, it's yeah. a good way to resolve it. Yeah, so yeah. they're all racing for the money. It turns out it's at this concert and Smash Mouth... It's for charity. I feel yeah. like, yeah, it makes it's, 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 yeah. I think it's a pretty good solution. It's just that Smash Mouth is just inherently fun. I, it's so <laughs> fun. And the fact that, like, they pulled in like such a huge crowd in this movie yeah. in the world of this movie also, with in signs in Silver City New Mexico yeah, yeah. <laughs> with signs that say Smash Mouth Rules yeah. which I'm sure there are a lot of happened. ironic and unironic fans of Smash Mouth yeah. out there who would see them yeah. but it was still yeah. just a really funny sight to behold like yeah. they were pulling Coachella numbers you know <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> They didn't really. More power to them, honestly. Smash Mouth have the the, like. I think they have two songs. What's the other one? All Star. I have a look. They have another one called Walking on the Sun. Oh yes, I do remember that. It's it's, it's not particularly great. Walking on the Sun. It's not not (laughs) not All Star. It's not All Star. But that's their second song. My brain was just like, I'm a believer, and then I was like, No, that's just Shrek songs. They did. They did do a cover of I'm a believer for Shrek. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. But that obviously it's not their original song. No, no. It's the, the um, monkeys. monkeys. Yeah. Um, okay. Are right. we ready to move into yes, yes. Back to our bananas. bananas? Keep going. So we've got a lot of our classic two thousands punching bags here, which yeah. is a lot of transphobia yes. and a lot of ableism. Yeah. Um, yes. Which Tons. are just like a lot of slurs. Yeah. I yeah. just a lot of things which like I feel yeah I, I think it's, it's weird because you want you don't see so much. In older films, even? No, it's definitely it's a very 90s... It's more you see a very specific 90s, 2000 time 2000. where these are, like, the funniest funny Cause things. Because it's the edgiest. Because yeah. it's yeah. edgiest humour, yeah. yeah. And you f- it's particularly guilty of it in the in the early scenes in the casino because it's like, okay, we're not up to the hijinks yet and just intru- introducing characters and it's just... Yeah, like, just so much just... It's just a lot of, like... And not so nonsense. much, like... Apart from, I think, one glaring example, I think generally not so much whole sequences built around, but just gags oh, within, or like just, dumb jokes well, there's within, some dumb, which are like, yeah. just, the, the yeah. way, so the thing that stands out to me is like the one that really shouldn't have been in the thing was um, when uh, Nick meets Amy Smart's character and yeah. she's reading a book and then um, they make jokes about She's reading Lindbergh, more of the book, yeah. and then Lindbergh. She's reading a book about Charles Lindbergh, yeah. pilot. Yeah, and how, yeah, he's had a sex change or something like yeah. that. Yeah, which is, like, not a joke, no. really. It doesn't, and and he's it like, doesn't really make sense. What? And, yeah, they think it's such a good joke. They're gonna, they, like, make other references to that's the how, joke later. Yeah, and that's it's how, how they bond. So we're going to flirt. Yeah. And I'm that's just like, flirt. It's the shittiest meet-cute of well, all time. Well, that's yeah. the thing. Even by the, those standards... Not funny. It's not yeah, funny at all. Not funny at all. Not even going to get me a chuckle. Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, there's just lots, there's another, there's like a drag Lucy, which mm. Cuba Gooding Jr. is like mm. weirdly disgusted by. Yeah. yeah. Like, there's, there's a line about like um, Stevie Wonder could have done the riff, riffing better. Like, like, yeah. that's, that's not, I don't think that's offensive. <laughs> I mean, yeah. It's but just like, a specific. Thing, there's yeah. just like a consistent. But there's some like, like there's some like R words. The R slurs are definitely. And um, yeah, the worst one is the the bus situation. Absolutely. So Whoopi Goldberg has yes, just done yeah. the um, like uh, the big rocket 
car situation. Mm. Where, and yeah, once yeah. they get out of it, oh, because, it's because they're so like have gone so fast, so they loopy, get like loopy. picked up by yeah. like a I guess like a I don't know asylum like, or like some yeah, sort of yeah like, I think they probably just took the patients out for like. Yeah, yeah, whatever sort of thing, and then so it's very like condescending, sort of like yeah, know. get on the bus, all you, all you crazies. There was um, an, yeah. there was a scene where you know we had the convention of Lucy's, and I was like, look, there's an Asian Lucy, and I was like, mm. I weirdly remember this, and then I was like, oh, I remember why, because it's racist. Because <laughs> she opens her mouth, and it's you know it's heavily just basically accented. a funny joke of like, haha, she has accent. Yeah. yeah I yeah. There's was... also that yeah, the child molesting joke is definitely oh, one no. I remember as a kid as a kid being like, oh, this also, is so well, the not first funny. half of that is great because the baby is just like looking it's at Rowan, just, just being like, What are you up to? And it's just funny because the baby babies are funny because they don't act, they just are. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it turns into this. It's a dumb thing where like thing. he's trying to entertain this baby on the train and yeah. he gives him the key that he needs to unlock the bag and then the baby puts it in his diaper. Yeah. And so then he's like fishing around trying to find it. Like, and the parents Whoa, are like, Whoa. What? I mean, and it's just sucks. such a stupid, like, not funny joke. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. it's so very of that time, though. Yeah, yeah. so risky. Um, yeah. The very first joke of the movie is not funny either. <laughs> like, What's the very first it's, joke? It's Breck and Meyer going up to the receptionist, and she's like, oh, You've yeah. watched oh, the yeah. porn right. Afro whores, whatever. Yeah. That's right. And like, behind him, there's like a black family, and it's like, just him being embarrassed because he's been charged wrongly for. Yeah. and yeah. it's like there's not even there's not even like a payoff there's that. no punchline it's just, it's just like, like a, okay there's it's this, just like this porn. like well there's this half idea of a joke yeah. that you think is edgy and funny but it's not it's, there's no punchline no yeah. you're just saying that saying but phrase over and over mm. yeah um, yeah um but that's not the first joke in the movie um a small bottle the bobbleheads they dance around <laughs> Um, oh yeah, the opening, opening sequence is, is, is pretty overly I, long. They put work gonna, into it. I don't know if that song is made for the movie, but it's clearly it made for the film. Gets stuck in my head. It's just nothing. It's nothing. It's nothing but it. So this wasn't full on like sing along, say the lines like Spirit Stallion of the Cimarron. But James but, was um, like, I know these little ditties. But it's so weird watching a movie that you've just seen over and over as a kid. Yeah, we bought the DVD afterwards and watched it all the time yeah. too, um, and just being so intimately familiar with the film. But then you've forgotten all the real toxic stuff that's in it um any other bananas um i mean i would generally say like the music supervision is bad that's bad (laughs) like first it's really so first thought Mm. like it's such obvious needle drops and like yeah things which are associated with other media or just just obvious like who let the dogs out who let the dogs out honestly not the worst one smash mouth it's more just like they paid money to get them in yeah, it's just, it is. Um, it's just, I can't help good. myself by the four tops. Yeah, but like, yeah, there are um, there are so, there are just so many songs in there. Like, hold the mountain king is a thing. It's like, bum, 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 yeah. bum, it's like bum. it's like a temp track that you'd put yeah. in, being like, and then we will compose something sure. like this. I and believe in miracles by hot chocolate because there's a sexy girl. Like, yeah. it's just it's yeah, so dumb. Yeah. It's so obvious. It's like, yeah. yeah, it's just very. It's full on like epic movie kind of. Yeah, it's very slapdash like yeah. it's yeah. not even no consistent <laughs> yeah, exactly yeah. because there would be long stretches of scenes without any like music or songs and then like two scenes in a row with yeah. songs and i'm like it's a bit jarring and you yeah. know you get the wacky score yeah. for these types of movies which honestly i kind of love because it's mm. just such a relic of that time like yeah. we don't have comedies with that score anymore. it's like the laugh track that's true it's like please laugh yeah. <laughs> mm. 
Um, um, some other characters that or actors that feel underutilized. We we're talking about Whoopi, um, mm. so yeah, doesn't really have Just much to really good. do. I guess that's not the Kathy idea. Is Jimmy that she's Kathy Jimmy well. yeah. that, gonna... that little reunion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that would have been great. Like, do a little. They don't have a scene to together. No, yeah, they don't. Um, yeah, um, so she's track. just playing like the the nagging wife, yeah. and it's all about John Lovitz having to cart around his family as kind of the the central joke. And there's different jokes. I think of the performers. That, yeah, I don't mind that as a joke, but I feel like it's an underused. Dude, who do we think yeah. is the it's best like performer of the group? That. Like the the funniest. Yeah, or just our favorite, because we usually talk about performances in any film, yeah. and we haven't really talked about. I feel like for me, everyone feels very functional mm. in this. I don't know if I feel like I know, like I don't think John Cleese is particularly good. And no, you can say that no. you're like, oh, I feel iconic as a child. Kind of... I think he's not particularly good. No. I don't think anybody's really that. Good. I don't. I don't mind. I feel like everybody's just fulfilling their. I don't roles. mind the philosophy. I find the philosophy of the two brothers, Seth and his um. brother, like because they sabotage people. I like yeah, that they. I, but that's it up. not. That's the no. script. I don't, not a okay, okay. I also they saw, have some of the worst gags in the movie as well. Mm. Like yeah. the cow gag didn't particularly enjoy. Although, the CGI cow honestly was so bad it was quite funny to me. Although I do quite, around. I like in the the script how other people's plans um, crashes into the others. So yeah, like it yeah. starts like crossing over and I sabotaging think, each other. Yeah, I think no one is a standout, but there are standout moments. I think Amy Smart with her like mm-hmm. that yeah. scene she had in the helicopter was really fun and really elevated that character and i think some of john lovett's bits kind of worked mm. you lovett's know? like doing more, lovett's and he's... more than a, yeah. a lot of other people's bits yeah you're right which I were, think... they're known yeah. for yeah. yeah i think because the cast primarily to be like because that guy. rowan atkinson did not enjoy no it. i no. did not like him well it's this. weird yeah because I remember as a kid just being like, that's it. Because he could kill so... it. Even in like Love Actually, he has like one scene and he kills yeah. it. There's a weird thing but, as well of like, it well, feels like the way they've edited his performance is mm. kind of odd. And that like, there's a lot, like when his first entry, it's a lot of him like be doing funny things. And it's almost like he, the other characters are just being silent and not fun <laughs> because they're not finding him funny. Yeah. It's like a signal to the audience to not laugh either. Like, it's well, like he's it not really... saying anything funny. I know, but <laughs> yeah. it's like it's like almost like the edit should be... Try- are you trying yes, to sell this yes, as a joke or are you yes. trying to sell this as like an unfunny thing? It feels very odd. Yeah, like, they, I, well, I think they let him improvise a lot more. It and feels so there like so, there's some improvised stuff which So there isn't work. set up punchline kind of stuff because yeah. they're asking him to do something similar to Bean, um, which is just like... It's a clowny character. Like, yeah, clown. Whereas in Love Actually, like, it's a very... Yeah. There's, like, set-up payoff kind of stuff with how much he's setting up that stupid gift You know thing. what is a good um, vehicle for him? Johnny English. I enjoyed the hell out of it. Me too. Him. I think that's a mix. John Key's favourite film. Is it really? Uh, Famously. John Malkovich doing the craziest yeah. accent as the oh, no. villain. Uh, and the he, Crown Prince. Uh, honestly, that's, I thought, a, that's a good mix bag. I thought it he was has funny, to climb through a whole maybe it's not. thing of yeah, shit. Yeah, we'll have to watch that <laughs> at some point I saw this Bean, show. I rewatched Bean yeah. recently, and oh. I thought it was hilarious as a kid. Um, I, I hated not, that film as a child. The Whistler's Mother, so, oh, very anxiety-inducing. The, the anxiety yeah. of that. Yeah, yeah. The Whistler's Mother, that gave me nightmares. <laughs> like, the Whistler's Mother, his expression on Whistler's Mother still freaks me yeah. the fuck out. I think it's, it's come up so, on this podcast before. It's like... It's so scary. And then all the medical stuff that he... He oh, does with yeah. the jelly beans or whatever. That's the thing. Is that the medical stuff in this is also a Ron mm. Atkinson's plotline. Uh, I was like, I can't, I can't be having with that. It's too <sighs> cringe for me. Yeah, but you know, it's still, I still, it's still doing something to me, but it's um, unpleasant. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. I guess people are cast more like 
They're famous. They're famous. Yeah. yeah. And I was expecting more cameos. Because I saw... Mm. I was Kathy... Just Kathy Bates, I'm pretty sure. Well, yeah. Yeah. Wayne Knight is kind of a cameo. Sort of, but he's got a credit and stuff. But he's you know? also yeah. part of the... You know, like... Yeah, it was in the bubble Because, hits. like... Yeah. That that pierced girl could be someone. Yeah. The the guy who stole the keys of the brothers could yeah, have been someone. Yeah, that felt like they should have been a more famous person. Yeah. Um, well, it's just weird. things um, like that. Because it's um, there's very famous. I guess it was people. Kathy Bates and Smash Mouth. Well, that's the odd thing. There's very famous people, and then there's like total nobodies. Like 100. Who the fuck is Lenai Chapman? Sorry yeah. to this girl, yeah. <laughs> lady. Sorry, and also the brother. Who the fuck yeah. is that Who's guy? Some dude. At the, least the dude who's playing guy. Nick is just like. At least we know him from Garfield. We know him. Yeah, yeah. and he's kind of supposed to be your everyman, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I feel like it's an it's a thing they've also done where all of these characters, in some ways. I think maybe because of the constraints of this plotline, they don't really get mm. to be funny because they're yeah. all kind of the straight men to whatever hijinks the happen hijinks to them. Is, yeah. yeah, and I'm pretty sure it's a similar thing with it. Oh it's my a bad, god! Bad, bad, bad yeah, which is like it's it's like, in, like philosophically, but, oh, let's get all these comedians together. It'll be really yeah. funny. It's like actually, I don't know if it's that helpful that they've got all these comedians. Yeah. The comedians aren't doing. They're, they're just trying to get money. Like they're just trying to be normal. So, yeah. Least successful gags to me: the heart one, the heart one, no, the parachute, no. the parachute. So the hot air, the balloon. hot air balloons. What the Cuba Gooding Junior.'s driver? Yeah, very this unsuccessful. This is the whole thing. Just like a guy him. who's he's, mad he's like at him because he's, he's got some line deliveries. Where I guess. He's like, I trust your judgment. But also, <laughs> we don't know how Cuba Gooding Junior. recovered from the yeah the uh, just Lucy convention it. that he got ran out of. Yeah, yeah. he just at some point is in a field with a donkey uh, with a horse, with a horse yeah. and then he gets on the horse at some point for me like the stuff that doesn't land which isn't offensive it's like that's just kind of a hit rate of stuff where it's just like some stuff's gonna work some stuff isn't and this kind of thing the stuff that's more egregious is yeah one also of its time but um it sucks to um see it now uh, the, the transphobic and ableist yeah. yeah I was dreading the sex worker scene I was like yeah. oh it's gonna happen yeah. but it, it was surprisingly it was okay. not that bad yeah. and they they bring her back as a character yeah. Um, yeah. because her and the the guy with no personality um, supposedly who's working for John Cleese like they're trying to run off together with the money yeah yeah they have a, a gag with um, Gloria Allred who's a, a lawyer who's a very famous yeah. celebrity lawyer which I enjoyed I would have if couple, I knew that, that who yeah. she was I would have found that funnier <laughs> yeah um, but yeah it feels like more cameos like that just yeah. like random little because you thought there was a moment which was who was it the guy the guy with the hair that you were like oh, oh yeah I thought that was like um what's the fit? David Blaine because they were in Las Vegas uh, <laughs> doing yeah. magic and I was idea. just yeah, like just, nah, just I thought guy. it was him it's just <laughs> a guy yeah yeah, yeah. I, is that all we have to say? It's not a so. lot to say about this movie. Yeah. I mean, we've been going for a while, right? Yeah. We've been going for a while. It's a hard one. Yeah. 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 Mm. Well, should we get to bag or birth? Mm. Yeah. Bag or birth. I'll go first. Mm. Um, yeah, I feel like this one for me, it's actually, we were joking about like, oh, uh, like, oh, no, the rat race sequel. <laughs> thing. But I feel like as this is a remake of like a previous remake, I'm like, I think the potential of mm. a remake of this mm. is actually something that I find like Emma Stone could be cool. Like, like I think, because yeah. I think the central premise is the best part of it. Yeah, the central kind of premise of like there is money. It's rich billionaires betting on these these idiots who are all racing after a thing, yeah. and there is just hijinks occurring on the way. It rules. Mm. It's a great premise for comedy. Um, then the, I wonder the if they were, TV too. If they were yeah. like greenlit this because of 
the Amazing Race, but I guess they came out at the no, same time. No, similar time. Yeah. So I think it would have... Yeah, I, I think it's just... They just know. dodged 9-11, though. So I know. They had a month <laughs> pre-9-11 to do this mini-airport <laughs> plane-related like, yeah. film. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think that's kind of... I'm like... I kind of want that. I'm like, I'm like I feel like there is a better film that you can make with mm. this premise mm-hmm. that doesn't have the things that are so like, that's really sour it. I think like I feel like all the problematic stuff it just sours me on the parts which are more funny, and it's mm. a real shame. Mm. I feel like it really, um, yeah, like it means that my enjoyment of the film as a whole is kind of not ruined. Like there's still definitely some good laughs in this film but I can't feel like I can totally get on board with it because I'm on yeah. edge waiting for them to do another really shitty joke. Mm, yeah. Um, that's, yeah, it means that I, it's make, make me go like, oh, is this going to be okay? Oh, yeah. no. And like, and then when it comes out of nowhere, like we're all just like booing at the television. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, <laughs> it, it, I, I, I feel like that's how I was watching this film was kind of with that level of like, oh, is this going to be fine? Oh, that one. Okay, they sort of stuck that landing. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, and I would love a film that had this level of hijinks and ridiculousness mm. that also just was not, yeah, punching down throughout. Like, I Absolutely. think there's there's so much potential in terms of just people go do crazy things for money mm. um, and the comedy of having to get a place. Like, there's, like, you know, there, there's a yeah. lot of different comedies which are based around, like, I have to get somewhere fast, mm. um, vehicle troubles etc planes trains and automobiles you know, yeah a like that's a whole there's a whole yeah. genre of like that type of thing mm. and yeah having it with a race com- con- you know component and having like all these different teams you know of, of people yeah it's like that's why amazing race is good that's why we like these things um but i just yeah i felt like i wasn't able to enjoy it as much because there were it's i think particularly from just right out the gate it's this like a two or three oh. really transphobic that's yeah. right across the start yeah and it just really is like, ooh, setting the tone for like, here's what we're going to think is really funny totally. as a film. And it means that, yeah, I was like not able to enjoy it as much as I, I, I yeah, was was hoping that I think I could with this premise. So I think it's ultimately a bit from me. Cool. Yeah. Should I go next? Do you want you to can that? go. Okay, cool. I'm still thinking. Okay, nice. You're mm. a tiebreaker. Um, yeah, for me, uh, watching it, the... Um, the whiplash of those moments were really, really tough. Like, because you're like, oh my gosh, like, why do you have these these targets in comedy? And everything's going to um, age in that kind of way. But I think the premise is so, so strong. Um, I love it so much. And I just, I love all the scenarios that um, get set up and the level of kind of commitment to it. Like, I don't know what the budget of this thing is, but it doesn't look like cheap. Like, like, it looks cheap. Like, there's, there's not a good visual aesthetic, but, like, there's a lot of setups and a lot of environments, like monster trucks. There's, you know, like, vans of I Love Lucy, you know. like Helicopters. Helicopters, stunts and stuff. And they all... No, they don't all deliver, but a lot of them deliver in a way that's very fun and, like, they lean into, like, the... Uh, like, there's fun slow motion sequences and, and it is kind of, um, by and large... a a romp where and time has has affected it a little bit but honestly it hold held up a lot stronger than i thought and you know we were laughing for good good mm. stretches of it as well as being like <laughs> clenching our teeth being like oh god please don't be um awful and toxic um but there are there are good stretches of that movie that kind of 
that land and, and do still work a lot. And yeah, I like that ending. I like giving it away to charity and I love blasting my 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 thick, excellent smash my mouth. I don't know what thick means in that context but just like it's a banger <laughs> a, You're hefty, not... a hefty dollop of smash mouth yeah. for james tonight <laughs> yeah crunchy smash mouth Ooh. um so yeah it's a it's a it's a bag with some caveats for me but um yeah it's just a cool part of my childhood it's inextricable like you can't really oh you love take it take it away yeah <laughs> yeah um i'm actually really torn on this one mm. i don't know mm. i mean i feel like we're both on yeah. the, the needle. Yeah. Because, like, especially when it first started, I was like, no. Yeah. yeah. I don't yeah. Like it's a no it. for yeah. me. <laughs> I don't like it. But then it surprised me a lot more. And, like, I was that la- we were all con- yeah. consistently laughing. Yeah, because there are, like, so many things that do hold up. And very surprising gags as well. So, mm. yeah, I don't know. I do I do miss the gag movie, like, just one after another. Mm. Um, but I think I'm going to be generous and give it a bag. This time, it's a very soft bag, mm. because I think I was coming into this recording, giving it a biff, but now that we've talked about it, I actually, yeah, I, I had a good time watching it, and sometimes that is the base barometer to, like, sway it one way yeah. or the other. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, lots of jokes that it should, I rightfully left behind. Yeah. Um, you know, edginess, not so edgy now, looking back, mm. is it? Yeah. Um yeah but it was you know for my first time i had a good time um first time you're going back for more who knows i'll make the next one leonardo dicaprio yeah rat race too <laughs> yeah um, um so yeah i guess it's a bag cool a mixed it is bag. a soft bag a mixed bag yeah. um yeah i i would be keen to see a sequel no, one will never happen um yeah it's it's rare that it's original IP. Like I know it's it's a it's a remake. It's a good concept. I mean, like Squid Games, like fascinated millions of people yeah. the world over, and this is a bit of something like that. Look, I feel yeah. like it's a lot lighter than Squid Game. Oh yes, but still, <laughs> but like, still, there's like yeah. these overlords are, are yeah. making you yeah. run around and you're the little you're rats. rats in a maze. Yeah. To yeah. quote Jackie Earl Haley from our best episode, Shutter Island. We got great feedback recently from a esteemed oh. playwright, Ben Wilson. <laughs> what do you say? Who listened to Shutter Island and he was no, like... No, it's a lot. I know, that's no, what I said. And he's like, is, I loved it. I thought it was a great episode. It was episode. like, it was great. <laughs> I'm glad you went into so much detail because no one unpacks that lore. Everyone thinks it's minus Scorsese. And I'm like... I love Shutter Island. It was yeah. great. We loved it. It was a good <laughs> so film. I want to I set the record Stand straight. Out. We should not feel ashamed of our very long episode of Shutter Island. We should... I mean, yeah. We've already got our episodes planned. But the next time you're down, come in. Yeah, yeah, come do an episode. Pod. Come do an episode. Yeah. Choose yeah, a mixed yeah. bag. Yeah. Sounds good. Um, yeah, that is it for us today. You can follow us on Mixed Bag Pod, on Mixed Bag Podcast. Um, or you can email us at mixbagcontact at gmail.com. Uh, don't forget to rate us uh, five stars on Apple Podcasts. And next episode, we're going to be having a cast pick. Yes. So have a think on what you're going to do. Indeed. Do you have one? I think up? we decided, we, mm. yeah, Matt reminded me of one that I've had in the oh, tank yes, for a while. Right. Yeah, exciting. Yes. Yeah. Well, no matter how many roads you walk down, I'm sure you'll be able to find a mixed bag somewhere. Um. <laughs> okay. Well, whatever it is, you'll find out next episode. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. But for now, that's, that's a wrap. You like those flicks? Come get your fix in a podcast.
back.